to an episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Wolf. The fun fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hope everyone's just staying cool as best as you can because the sun really does suck. It really does. So <laughs> make sure you stay hydrated, people. It is blazing. It is blazing. Ugh. Do I even want to know what clip that was? Uh, do you not know the the best stoner comedy back in the nineties up on TV? Uh, well, it's not Big Lebowski, obviously. So, no. <laughs> I mean, aside from Big Lebowski, that was, that was Beavis and Butthead. Oh, <laughs> I, I had a feeling, but I didn't want to say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know it was a weird times in the nineties, man. It was weird. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I was I was there, fortunately. I was there. I was there. <laughs> All right. Uh, also here is Tellius Tyler. Oh, wait. No, he's not. <laughs> I know. He was, said he was going to be here, and he might appear randomly during the show, so just to give you a heads up. But uh, I don't know. He is, quote, a way. <laughs> make of that what you will. So naturally <laughs> filling in his spot is Skull Kid Scott. Hello. <laughs> and also said naturally, not repeatedly, because last week we had Cooper Keith on. So you know we are trying to change it up a little. And I blame the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the, like viewers out there, like let, let, we'll just let you know this is not planned. We, we're yeah. not like having Scott here all the time. Again, we were trying to get Tyler, <laughs> but again, I, we have no idea where Tyler has been. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if he shows up, good for him. But for now. We're going to dive right into things, starting with what have you been playing? And Scott, since you weren't here last week, why don't you fill everyone in on what you have been playing? Alrighty, so last week, um, Koei Tecmo hit us with a random Warriors Orochi 3 Definitive Edition. Of course. <laughs> so I was playing that for a lot of the time last week. Um, but I also got time to play, a, uh, well, it's not a new game, but it's an old game that's made new because it's now got console ports on Nintendo Switch, which is a game called Long Live the Queen. <laughs> which, I don't know if anyone has actually ever heard of the game called, like, Princess Maker, but, uh, it's really, really old. Sounds but funny. it's about, basically, where you are helping raise a daughter, and she is going to be the queen of this land, so you want to make sure that she knows what she's doing. So you can, like, teach her, like, history or faith. Or, like, economics. You can also teach her, like, battle military strategies. You can also have her take, like, singing lessons. Or there's, like, magic lessons. There's a lot of things you can do. But overall, you just need to make sure that she survives until she's a queen. And Princess Maker, it's not that hard to make her, let her survive. In this one, Long Live the Queen, it is freaking tough. It's like, it feels like every time you don't teach her, like, an elegance or, like, reflexes, she'll just die to, like, a snake or something. Oh, because, you know, snakes just happen. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, like, I think it's like the third week in, I had a snake just randomly appear in, in the garden where she was just playing. And it's just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like, did an assassination attempt on a 14 year old quick. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, my daughter got bit by a snake today. Yeah, it was my best day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just hanging in there, you know. She'll be fine yeah. tomorrow. She's dead. In your point. Yeah, that's the worst part, is that you can get them. Yeah, she can die. 
And then you have to either restart the game or redo the, the saves. And then it, it just gets annoying. But it also is like really fun because it's like it's almost like feels like you want to do the best you can to make her like be the queen so that you can actually see what happens at the end. Mm-hmm. But it also is a bit of a pain because she's like a 15 year old who has now a lot of assassins with her. And she just can apparently wants to go see her friend in the other country over, but then gets kidnapped because she's trying to go to the next country over. Uh-huh. <laughs> And the last game I was playing is uh, Stray. Oh, okay. Is, oh, okay. I've been hearing so much about that game. <laughs> it is a really, like, I think it's a really good and polished game on PS5. Mm-hmm, <laughs> on the other mm-hmm, consoles, yep, 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 not yep, so yep. much. <laughs> on PS4 and PC, it's apparently a nightmare to get everything running correctly. Uh, but PS5, yeah, it's a very yeah. polished and a good cinematic experience. It's short, but it is, like... I don't know if you guys have like pl- heard of like Journey, but it gives me Journey vibes. Oh yeah, just to yeah, how yeah. well done the narrative is with a non-speaking like protagonist. Yes, yes, yes. It is just Again. that good, and I yeah. love that that when there's games like that, that like you don't have to have really elongated like narratives to get like the the story complete. It's just really small pieces that you put together to see the main story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I actually saw the entire playthrough, and it is as you said. Like it's the fact that it just let the world tell the story and not just you is like it. That is very emotional to this point. Like as everyone and their mother's been playing, talking about straight <laughs> the cat game, and like yeah, one, it's about cats. Who doesn't like cats? Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, it's just like the whole dystopia of it all is like yeah, it really has that extra feel to it as well so i mean even a lot of people could say this is definitely good game of the year contender aside from Elden ring which a lot of people want this <laughs> I, I i feel like i wish stray would win but Elden ring will <laughs> yeah, yeah just so. because i feel like Elden ring is probably a little overrated stray at the same time is also a little overrated but i think i like it a bit better but it's a cat game. You become a cat. You, can, you become a jerk if you want. What other game does let you do that? I don't exactly. You just like sleep on top of a robot, or you just go push off a lot of Coke bottles because no one cares about Coke because everyone just drinks oil now. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, yeah, it's just the game itself of Stray. Like I, I hope here's hope I get a PS5 myself. But yeah, Stray is just definitely that kind of experience. You just have to play at least once and. Yeah. Just especially of that ending and all that, like, come on, let, like, one is doing for a good cause for for the um, stray cats out there, and secondly, can we get a stray two already? This thing is just leaving me wanting more. <laughs> just I, need closer. I just want more. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a great game, and I highly recommend it. <laughs> I want to note that when you said, I don't know if you guys know about Journey. I'm like, hello. Of course, I love their music. <laughs> I. Oh I, I seriously thought that. I was like, of course I, of course I know that music. Separate ways, and any way you want it. You know, I'm, I'm, I grew up on journey. Like, oh, you meant the game, okay? Hey, don't start believing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I don't want to stray from the path. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I can do that too. Well, all right. Uh, I want to go next because this one is uh, yeah, this is gonna hurt to talk about. Um. I had some free time, and thank God. And I have, I'm preparing myself for Live Alive, which hopefully I will get tomorrow. And I was like, okay, I got enough time. Let's play Arkham Knight. And this is a game of halves. And by that, I mean Mm -hmm. the game where you have to play in the Batmobile and the game where you have not 
to go into the Batmobile. Oh, uh, okay. Guess okay, which okay, one okay. I prefer. The Batmobile! Shut up! <laughs> no. When this game tries to be a Batman game, like Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, it is it is great. I mean, the way they... Ha- I'm going to drop full spoilers here, but it's a, it's an eight-year-old game at this point, so, you know, shut up. Uh, when they, how they handle everything in terms of the story of, like, setting up Gotham City as being evacuated by the Scarecrow and uh, Batman hallucinating the Joker for, you know, hours and hours and hours on end. Um, the, the way they use the villains at times, you know, spreading out the side missions. I actually think they do the side missions slightly better than Arkham City. Um, but then you get into the Batmobile and, I, mm. and you're like, can I please go back to the other stuff now? Right, right, right. Unfortunately, it does definitely drag out on the car on the Batmobile missions, which really, yeah. yeah. It's not just that there's too many of them. It's that they all play the same way. Mm. They all not they don't suck, but it sucks to control the Batmobile. And that's yeah. what you should never have to say. I'm not saying it's Mako bad, but it's dang close to Mako bad. <laughs> it's uh... sad because I remember I liked like the driving missions, but hated all the battle missions, and all the battle missions were mandatory. Yeah. And, yeah. And I hated the driving missions at times because it felt that I was sliding all over the road. And <laughs> then when you're doing like the chase sequences and you do like a you, you blow up one of the enemies, it automatically goes into that slow motion. Yeah. And I'm like, I I that wasn't even the main bad guy. I'm I'm killing. Why are you showing me this? And it just happens over and over again. And I I, I would flip the car, and then they they make sure that this Batmobile has at, as many functions as possible. So you cannot do certain missions without the Batmobile. Oh, you have you have a winch you can fire. Oh, you can uh, use a sonar to scan for the roots of these big plants that Ivy wants to get, and so on and so forth. It makes Batman look like he can't function without a Batmobile. How did you do the other two games without this? Uh, uh, well, actually, in Arkham City, no, sorry, Arkham Asylum, they had him use the Batmobile to get rid of Ben. Here, come here, kid. Whack! <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and again, the, the seeds are all there. You can see how they built things up, especially with how they use Joker in this game. Mark Hamill, oh my gosh, he's such a great performance. Mm, the dialogue mm, between him and Batman in the game is legendary. Like, this would rival most comic books uh, by some of the best Batman and Joker writers. But but then you get to the Batmobile segment, and it's just like, stop it! I don't want to be here! Leave me alone! And I hated it, because I wanted to go and explore Gotham City, and I think I think going, and that's the other thing, is that you, you want to just fly around Gotham City, but if you only stay in the air, you're not going to see everything for some of the side missions. And then some of the side missions come, like, really late in the game. It's really odd, but, you know, you endure. Uh, it, and, and if you do all the side missions, it does take a long time. For me to get to the, I'd say, 95% finish, and that's not that's not including the Riddler trophies because they're just there's too many. Um, I got, like, 23 hours out of this game. That was pretty good, and I haven't completed all the side missions yet. So I haven't gotten to see the Nightfall. Uh, scenario or whatever mm-hmm. but i know basically what's gonna happen there mm-hmm. and it's it's again it's good but when i was done with arkham asylum I'm like yeah that was a great game when i got <laughs> done with arkham City, I'm like oh that was a great game when i was done with arkham asylum arkham arkham knight i'm like yeah that was uh that kind of <laughs> that was right, right right yeah. right, right did, did you get the premium edition that has all the dlc i did not i got this game oh, okay the, the version i have on steam was the version i literally bought when the game came out and i didn't know that my computer couldn't run it 
Yeah, I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> that was how it happened to me the yeah. first time. So, like, this really was a fresh experience, so I could literally go back and look at this with open eyes, and parts of it are great. I love the, the, the voice acting is pretty much perfect and how they handle certain vi villains and scenarios and all that, and there's some great plot twists. Uh, the, the way they handled the Arkham Knight, though, was like talk about showing your hand i heard they were really heavy-handed on it and yeah they were just a little more secretive they could have gotten away with it <laughs> they were subtle in the slightest no, it started out because you're like oh it could be anybody could but be anyone like, and it's like here's this big giant marking of who it is yeah, <laughs> and then it's just like you know because at the first you thought if you really had no idea you could go into this thing thinking, okay i have no idea who the arkham knight is and then you're like okay it's clearly someone who knows batman so that narrows it down then all of a sudden you start getting the Jason Todd clues. No relation to me, by the way. Um, <laughs> and so, like, then it's like, oh, here's Jason Todd. Oh, here's a flashback sequence of Jason Todd, who we've not heard about in the other two games. Oh, here's another Jason Todd reference. And Joker keeps mentioning Jason Todd. Gee, I wonder who Arkham Knight could be. <laughs> and then Batman, world's greatest detective, who is literally seeing these visions through his own eyes and the eyes of the Joker, is like, wait a minute, Jason, it's you? I had no idea. How? <laughs> how you were the world's greatest and I, and I get it they showed an Arkham city that you could hold a mystery under his nose and be fooled by that but he figured it out in the end he did not figure out it was jason todd until jason literally unmasked and it's just like really really that's how you okay yeah uh-huh sure <laughs> so and, and then the, the other thing was that and i know that you could change this but i gotta call it out when I played Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, I, I did the standard uh, input controls. Like, whatever they had for default, that's what I used. Okay, and, okay, okay. And in the first two games, they are the, very much exactly the same outside of the obviously new gadgets and whatever you use. In Arkham City, they changed a lot of the buttons, and it just took me forever to get used to them because I had just played the other games, and I knew this is how it played. So, like... Uh, on the keyboard, the E button is what you would usually use to do a finishing maneuver or go and activate a certain command. E is to call the Batmobile. And so I would accidentally press E, and all of a sudden the Batmobile would show up. I could be 30 feet away from the dang Batmobile. I press E on accident, all of a sudden Batman flies in the Batmobile's direction. And I'm like, stop it! And, I could, and I'm getting into a great were murder, and I was like, oh, you have to do this button and this button. And then they kept adding, like, super combos. Like, I had to press Alt. Okay, when you have your, your fingers on the WASD keys, Alt is not the first button you think of going to for to press anything. <laughs> no, that's usually Control or Shift, exactly. not Alt. And so, like, yes, I could have adjusted it, but it just would have been a pain. And, yeah. like, this game had the makings to be the true crescendo, and it just, the between the Batmobile, and I got like, how did they not, between the QA testers and themselves, how did they not know that the Batmobile was controlling horribly? Like, <laughs> tighten it up! Seriously, like ugh. So, but I am done now with my Arkham experience. Arkham City is still the best, but uh, yeah, I'll be playing Live Lab tomorrow, and then of course next week is Xenoblade. So I'll be going on an RPG binge for quite a while, and I don't mind. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead. Uh, yeah, frankly for me, it's more or less on the light things side of things as well. Like, as you said with Live Alive, uh, actually have actually tried a little bit of the demo and actually uh, tried out a bit of Feudal Japan. And uh, 
Yeah, I gotta say it, it won. Very beautiful. I I, tr I definitely tried it in both um, English dubbing and Japanese dubbing. And personally, for me, as usual, Japanese dubbing is definitely the way to go, especially when you're taking place in well Japan, of course. So, and uh, one thing I also like about it is because like like with old classic uh, NES games, like in its original time, um, like just the hidden flags of it all. Like, so can can you do with overall mission with no kills whatsoever, or want to do a hundred all kill everybody? Is definitely uh, an interesting time. Again, very reminiscent of like those great uh, golden age of NES games. So, yeah, uh, Live Live definitely is is definitely shaping up to be very good, which we'll be talking about more as the reviews are currently out right now. So yeah, I, I may be getting Live Live maybe day one or waiting up beyond sale. But overall, this is definitely a shape up to be a very good game. And as usual, n nothing much has really changed for the most part. Uh, I have been hitting on the grind with Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak. Um, I just the I did quote unquote beat the game. I, I did went got through the um, the, the last uh, months the last major monster. So I did see the credits, and now I'm just grinding up to that um monster master rank fifty to face up against the Super Saiyan Rajang or yeah Super Saiyan Goku. What do you want to call it? So gotta face off that thing once i hit that rank so yeah continue on the ground monster rise and as um with continuing on with the fit with uh final number heroes we just recently got the new banner of uh yeah um yeah ascended uh Celica as well as kamui and i forgot the one more person but we also have an, another old seed which was at the end of the tempest trials which is ymir the the life dragon which apparently has some connection with air in that arc so but yeah managed to spark her and yeah a very good support unit if you want to go invest the orbs in it yeah ymir is a very good unit for that support so yeah definitely a good unit and last i check as well next week we are due for the mythic banner so and but by the way uh, if any of you guys have you checked out play a little bit of the story and actually saw daddy asker the god <laughs> Have you checked it? Oh, that, I, I have not. I haven't gotten to that yet. I haven't gotten to <laughs> yeah. the story part of that yet either. <laughs> yeah, they finally show off Asker in, in, in the story now. And yeah, okay. I mean, again, he's that kind of guy. So you can see why people would like him aside from his introduction. But yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes continuing on. Next, next week is the Mythic Hero banner. So stay up on your orbs and all that. So overall, it, it's definitely good. And as you said, uh, Live Alive uh, today at time recording and of course the invite cross was we which uh nintendo anytime can you really give us the email notification that is being shipped out now please <laughs> it'll be you. shipped when it releases the 29th no <laughs> yeah, <I'm done> <laughs> all right so next up we have the news and again it, we, i thought it was honestly a light news week but apparently not so it's time to go down the warp pipe and first a continuation of a story we did quite a while ago, uh, the Wii U and 3DS eShop has officially gotten notice of its shutting down. Uh, Will, you were explaining this to me earlier, just remind, help the people out here. So yes, in case you didn't you didn't see their official Twitter account, basically uh, Nintendo of America has sh given updates of the discontinuation of the eShop for the Wii U and the 3DS family systems. So just quick on the dates, as of uh, end of August, August 29th, you, it will be no longer be possible to add funds to those two systems, which it was kind of confusing. I thought we ha we couldn't do that on the 3DS beforehand. There was like a big news about that, but apparently it still can. So a little confusing on there. And uh, another major date is on March 27th of next year, purchases will purchases will no longer be, be available but note that even after that uh march 27 on the fourth 
for the foreseeable future, it will still be possible to re-download games and DLC, receive software updates, and enjoy online play on Wii U consoles and 3DS systems. So, yeah, in case you want to, like, get any of those games via funding, like, by, by purchase on those systems, yeah, you got until the end of August, which is, we're, we're not that far off. So, yeah, unfortunately, that fear of missing out, yeah, that FOMO is starting to kick in soon. So, if you want to get those last-minute purchases and all those great exclusive games on those systems, by all means, might want to make it snappy, unfortunately. Yeah, so, I mean, I know that many of you out there have, you know, moved on from the Wii U and 3DS for obvious reasons, but... Still, if you, there are some great games, we've outlined them on a previous podcast, so go and check out that out. Go get the games that honestly aren't on Switch, ironically enough, and just enjoy it, because there are some great games on both, and if, especially for the 3DS, which doesn't have a direct successor, technically, mm-hmm. you're definitely going to want to make sure you have as many of those games as possible. Okay. Right, 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 right. Including like the reseller market as well, because I- I'm not sure you guys also know, know about this in relation to Bayonetta 3, but apparently Bayonetta 2 is out of print. So oh, it has become wow. very hard to get that game on Switch. So even on the Good Wii U as know. well, apparently. So I had I had the two and one. No, wait, that was the Wii U. Never mind. I got right, it. right. The Wii U, I remember it had the both games. Yeah, the doubt. Yeah. That's, so... how I, that's how I played it. So, so yeah, now it's kind of it's hard getting those games now. So if you want to get on the Wii, if you haven't got on the Wii U or just waiting for on Switch consoles, then yeah, you might want to pick one side or the other. Because actually, funny funny enough, I actually uh, bought a uh, Bando two for Switch coming via Amazon. So just to get ready for the Trinity Edition. So, but yeah, either way, in case you want to get the, like the um, like those exclusive DLCs, like in Fire Emblem Fates, uh, yeah, I think there was a, yeah Fire Emblem Fates was definitely a big one. It's yeah, you might want to, as, as I said before, might want to get those things right now. It, at least put it in your purchase history <laughs> so you can download it after. Yeah, it'd suck to try to want to have DLCs after the shop's closed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially the quote-unquote true ending, in case you didn't get the <laughs> special edition that we didn't get, that oh. some people didn't get. Yeah, so <laughs> All right. Next up, we have ah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which, as I noted earlier, is coming out next Friday. That's a week from today, more than likely when you're listening to this. Um, it got an overview trailer, and it's it's eight minutes long. Basically, it's like a compressed version of the direct that we got a while back. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't get to watch that, or you just want a reminder of everything, definitely go and check that out because it really does break down everything in terms of the overall story, the classes, the gameplay system, the heroes you're gonna get to meet and work with. Um, uh, multiple shots of the world of Ionosis, Ionosis, however you say it. Yeah, Ionos. Yeah, Ionos and everything. And this just makes me more hyped for the game because (laughs) I love the first uh, three because X is one of them. Um, (laughs) Go get X on the Wii U. Um, I want to play this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait. And so just seeing this made me really hyped for next Friday when I get to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like hopefully next just... Friday we get to play it. Depends on <laughs> if Nintendo decides to ship anything. Right, right. And especially with this heat wave right now, I wonder if it's gonna be delays, <laughs> but I hope not. But yeah, like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is just really shaped up just to be that game. Again, I'm sad that Live Live is is being released a week beforehand with these two great games that should rightfully be played, but again, they're competing and we only have so much money to spend on. So, unless yeah. you're on reviewer sites and all that. So, at least it's not releasing exactly the 29th. Poor uh, Digimon over there. 
<laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, like the overview trailer is just, yep, just it's basically a good hype trailer, getting ready for it, and yeah, I, I can't, I definitely can't wait to play it. And just, I just hope like this one can definitely keep my attention, like not with like the other two, which I really need to get back to. But yeah, here, here's hoping that this one actually keeps my attention, actually play it for on through, or maybe I just lower the difficulty on easy and just play through the story. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, the journalist so... difficulty. No. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But yeah, Xenobiconics 3, can't wait for that. And just as, as well as a compliment as well, as we're talking in Xenobiconics 3, uh, we do ha have note, there has been some uh, note out in the wild that are Xenobiconics 3 spoilers. So in case you're roaming the internet, please be aware because you never know if you'll be unconsciously spoiled or not. So do a media blackout, a blackout on Twitter, whatever you do, just be careful in case you're on a Xenobiconics Yeah, stay podcast. away from IGN and GameSpot too. They have mm. literal spoiler trailers. <laughs> That's just dumb. I mean, if the game isn't even out yet. How are you going to have a story trailer or a spoiler trailer? Does it make sense? <laughs> I have no idea. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> we're doing it because we can, obviously. Nice. It's for the class. At this point, I think IGN just takes whatever money they get to make, put whatever content they want out there, regardless. Zing! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have... Oh, this was a minor story, but uh, I, I just want to talk about it because it feels like I have we haven't talked about this game in a while. Well, <clears throat> 2 3. <clears throat> yeah, uh, they did, they've been doing a lot of tweets about the weapons, and they talked about the ink, new ink brushes that you can get, and, you know, the point of the weapons, and blah, blah, blah. It really feels like we haven't gotten a major update on this game in a while. I mean, uh... we know it's coming out in September, but we don't have, like, uh, they haven't said, like, hey, the test splat is coming soon or right uh, i mean we got that thing about off the hook with the the new sideband and whatever but it doesn't feel like we've gotten like a major major update like looking at new maps or getting more info on the new salmon run and or a new mode that they're gonna do or the the fuller reveal of you know uh, uh pearl and marina in this new place and whatnot it it I mean, I get it. We're still over a month away, but we're only over a month away. Like this would be the time like, they're preparing for the, like the test splat and you know getting everyone back into the floor. Having that, if you remember when they did Splatoon two, they had a special splat fest before the launch of the game. Right, right, right. Like, like where is where is that? You know? <laughs> yeah, like I'm guessing it's because like oh, I, if if you call it correctly, like a while back we did have a one full fledged a matchup regarding showing basically off all the specials. I believe we have it here on the site, but basically it did showed showed off like that that one state, and of course like a li just briefly in, in regards to the new uh salmon run well it was a while back now so we're definitely in due for like maybe another uh splatoon three uh a director or so or at least from from nogami himself but i'm yeah that's what i'm kind of just wondering like are we going to have another test fire just just to make sure the uh, one the network is okay the, the online network is okay when we do a splat fest again like i'm pretty sure they pretty much nailed it down with splatoon 2 but still a test fire would would be nice to just to test out the kings just a little bit better be safe on the safe side but yeah, especially with yeah. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I do wonder what is like their plan with Splatoon three as we approach that September month. So here's hoping that one uh, in August we will be getting something major in regards to that game just to prep it up because, yeah, like it 
I want something more. Like, yes, is there a story like, yeah, Pearl Marina or Callie Marie, or if there is going to be another music group, I don't know what it's going to be. So please just show us a bit more. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we'll get some news, especially now that Xenoblade's almost out and Live Alive is about to release. So Splatoon will be their next big game after next Friday. So mm, mm, maybe mm. that will be when they uh, start things off. All right. Uh, okay, this was easily the big story of the week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we have the first free update for Mario Strikers Battle League, and yes, Daisy is in the game. Hi, I'm Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about darn time. Yeah. Well, mm. Just watch as we start talking about this, and then Tyler pops in and goes, "Hey, you guys, have you talked about Daisy yet?" Yes, Tyler. We already <laughs> talked about Daisy. <laughs> so, uh, Daisy and Shy Guy have actually entered. Uh, will uh, is, wait, is it out yet? It is currently out at time recording. It okay. is currently out. Time it recording. is out right now, and you can get Daisy and Shy Guy for free, as well as a new desert arena that you can battle in or choose as your home base. And in terms of stats, Daisy is a more technical uh, soccer player or football for you overseas, and uh, she cannot get knocked down. Which, right, 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 that's right, right. Impressive. Um, and not entirely accurate to soccer slash football at all. But then, then there's Shy Guy, who is like the most balanced character you're going to have in the game, and then how you use armor on him will determine just how effective of a player he act it actually is. So, yeah. This is what we were talking about. We, we kind of figured that due to the roster size, they were going to do DLC or free updates for new characters, and this basically proves it. Uh, like one I, i'll give props because like when they finally showed the review trailer for daisy and like one it definitely had that uh that smash brother review like oh who's coming out of the vortex like oh uh, hi i'm daisy it's like okay there's <laughs> our girl again of course now we have shy guy which it, it, for some people who have researched it um in the credits the voice actor for shy guy was in the credits so it was pretty much eventually that we're gonna get a shy guy but it's as you said the fact that one they will be getting updates down the line like what they did with the past sports games like can you not do that please like it, for the next sports game that you do please make it a bit more full like fully developed like have at least a good size of our roster when doing the next sports game and not release it post release it's just uh, uh nintendo please do better do better i just like the, the thing that bothers me is that we're only like six weeks out from when they released it. So you can you really tell me that you couldn't have, like just, for example, swap the launch of three hopes and battle league. And by the time battle league get, comes out three weeks later, you couldn't have had Daisy and shy guy already in the game. I mean, I would even say like that would be at least a, a good upgrade from the base roster. Like if we had included those two in the base game, I think we wouldn't have would Nintendo would avoid so much more uh, backlash from that. But yeah, it's just it's questionable. It's questionable. Yeah, but I'm still happy that we got Shy Guy because it's gonna be fun to see all like the armor sets that he's able to have. Right, right, right. They all, they did like also uh, highlight in, in the trailer. There was like night set armor, so you can fall on <laughs> full on night on Daisy and Shy Guy, and like <laughs> again, people love Daisy, and just like the spunkiness is back. So yes, everybody is glad that Daisy is finally here. <laughs> About darn time, should have been here in the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, again, when I mean, obviously, to be clear, Nintendo is not the only one who does this. Like we've seen this across multiple games in terms of like the season passes the fighter passes even with smash brothers nowadays but 
the difference is like you still have a substantial amount of players in those games more times than not, and yet you ha here you had what was it, ten characters, ten characters across ten person teams, four of which are unique characters, and one is the Koopaling. So that's not exactly a lot of you know variety in a sports game, which is about the Mario Kingdom, which is full of characters. So, and then, and then d I'm not trying to insult Daisy, but I will. Um, our, <laughs> uh -oh. first, our first reveal is Daisy and Shy Guy. Like, you, you, like that, that doesn't even feel impactful. This feels like the duh kind of thing. Like, of course, <laughs> All right. Daisy okay, okay, okay. and Shy Guy, I mean, they're, they're classics. So, like, what's next? Hammer Bro? Or, uh, I don't know. I don't even know. Boo? Boo! Yeah! Like yeah, like we 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 still haven't gotten like all the other si quote unquote side characters back in the prior games. Like yeah, where's Birdo? I mean, where's uh oh shit, what was the the gopher? I, I forgot that go gopher's name. Oh uh, yeah, um, gosh. Uh, uh Mon Mon Monty Mo? Yeah, yeah, Mon yeah, Mon Monty Mo. Monty Mo. Yeah, yeah, Monty Mo is just like all these different characters that was in the prior games. And heck, why not have uh the goalie of Kremlin as a character? Like or even K Rule. That would have been awesome. Like, but no, like maybe. Hope here's hoping, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, like I don't. I know we sometimes expect too much from Nintendo, but this is this is basics. Like this is this is a classic Nintendo thing. They do so much on one end, and then they'll do just the basics for another game. And you know, especially since Strikers hasn't been around since Charge, right, ten right. plus years ago. You know, you you kind of need to throw in everything at the start and then do the DLC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they didn't, so whatever. Right, right. I, I can't imagine like what the fan base is now. Like after we waited more, yeah, as you said, a decade after, and only now getting the updates. So yeah, here's hoping that it doesn't damper too much on the spirit for the fans. But at the way they're going now, it's yeah, it's questionable. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have uh oh, we have the June NPD data for uh the Switch, and not surprisingly, the Switch was the leader in. Uh, unit sales for the month of June. Yes, unit sales, not dollar sales. The PS5 did beat that, but the PS5 is also much more expensive. So, it is. yeah. <laughs> I'll take unit sales any day, baby. It prints money in our <laughs> margins. Alright. Uh, and then there was some uh, interesting data on the uh, software side of things. Uh, Battle League was actually the number three game of the month. And Three Hopes was actually a lot less so. It was near, actually near the bottom of the top 30. Now, yes, it only had a few days on the charts, but it should have been a lot higher than it was. So I'm very curious about hearing where it is right now in the sales, because I heard it's doing good in the UK, but it wasn't anywhere near Age of Calamity in terms of sales. So curious, curious numbers, but it also could have bounce big in the second week we don't know but uh yeah so both of these games could be on the path i would definitely say strikers is on the path to a million but uh hopes might be a little bit more of a struggle so we'll just have to see i mean one it is def it's a one a warriors game and secondly it's not has that great uh of public image like with uh, age of calamity it was like while it was heavily advertised again it's only for those who actually play fire Emblem. and yeah fire Emblem uh, three houses like it passed a million correct uh todd yeah it was, it was it's the best-selling fire emblem game well uh, okay 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 so know your history 
All right, all right, <laughs> fanboy. And yeah, with three three hopes as a spin-off Musou game, maybe it's like one, they know it's a Musou, so they want to be caught with the whole repetitive things, as you said in your review. So yeah. who knows, who knows, who knows? Yeah, my very good review that you should totally read. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, you shouldn't read it because you already should have read it by now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You heard me. You heard me. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have. Okay, this actually slightly leads into our main event, but we're going to talk about this separately. There is the Bayonetta Masquerade Edition. Uh, Scott, I'll let you take this one. Alrighty. So we finally got word of, I guess, the, their collector's edition, kind of of Bayonetta Three, which is called the Masquerade Edition. It has like an art book, has the little like in-game art stuff it has in the posters as well. Little small big game cart game case cover art as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, luckily, the my favorite part is it's not going to only be at Nintendo. There's also going to be retailers that does the Masquerade Edition pre-orders. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to you know only be Nintendo that puts everything down. Right, right, right. So, like, yeah, the Trinity Masquerade Edition. So, yeah, as you said, one has a limited edition boxing, as well as, from what I checked on the details, I think it says it also has three um, plastic covers, so you can actually have all three games in this special box, because uh, also alongside with the special edition, you actually can currently pre-order the first Bayonetta game, which was never physically released for Switch, uh, later on, I believe, in uh, end of September, uh, September 30th. So, you can actually have... So if you, if you want to get all three games, Bayonetta 1, 2, 3, and be co complete, uh, basically a complete condition in this box, then by all means, this is the edition you get. So, and yeah, the art art book, that yeah, pretty much the, the one thing that's major, uh, the major factor for the price. And going back to what you said, uh, Scott, yeah, the fact that now it's not limited on the Nintendo site, it's now on all, all major retailers. I, I, I basically pre-ordered mine on Best Buy. We can it's, actually it. get them is what this is saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> so thankfully, it is not limited to Nintendo's pores for collection back on the Unimate Chronicles 3. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be getting this, but it does sound interesting. Uh, I'm just glad, again, like we're repeating what we said last week, I'm just glad we have a release date for this game. Like, <laughs> seriously, after so long, after 84 years. Because they kept giving us hints of, oh, it's still coming 2022. Yeah. yeah are are you sure? <laughs> well, you know, who's sure about anything? You know? I mean, like, with the world as it is right now, nothing can be sure. And, of course, Kamiya is Kamiya, which I'm, I'm still being blocked. It's yeah. just, like, it's, he, you know he always, he, he is just, dude, it's coming. Just shut up. He literally will say that to you. <laughs> it's coming. Shut up. <laughs> You'll get there when it gets there. <laughs> It will come out when it's ready, and you will like it, and that's all. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh huh. All right. But uh, yeah. So if you're gonna get it, go ahead and enjoy. All right. Next up, we have a little bit of a Sparks of Hope news. Uh, just it was a small thing, but they made a, a the official Twitter for the game made a tweet and noted some of the abilities of some of the sparks, which you've only seen in the trailer so far. So for example, we got a spark called Toxicquake. And it'll create shockwaves that can do damage to enemies with venom, of all things. And then you have uh, Aquanox, which can make water waves, obviously. Aquanox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to put Aqua, obviously it's water. I mean, like, come on. So, anyway. 
But then we have Exosphere, which this one I'm very interested in. It's You'll be more resistant to uh, physical damage, which I know a lot of people might be interested in. So they, they noted that the sparks in the game are going to give us special abilities. Now we have a small insight into that. And it won't just be offensive abilities. It'll be defensive ones, too, which obviously means that every spark can well and truly influence the field of play and how you want to play the game. So I like that kind of variety. Glad I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, when the games comes here, it'll come and, like, just... I'm, I'm just really... I, I'll give props like how the Sparks is just really having that extra creativity of of, of these different levels from basically coming after, um, yeah, Rabbit Lost Kingdom. So... Yeah, overall, it's definitely shaping up to be a very nice game. I can't wait to see more of the Sparks and, of course, that just story. So, yeah, it's just shaping to be really good. Very good. Yeah. All right, next up, we have... Uh, we already mentioned Live Alive comes out tomorrow, so definitely go and check that out. I think it's going to be a really fun game, especially since it's a, cla it's a NES title that never didn't really get the ability to be what it wanted due to hardware limitations, but now it's on the Switch, and it has... <clears throat> It has a 2D H 2.5 HD graphics look that a lot of people have enjoyed, including us from Octopath and uh, uh, Triangle Strategy. So, oh, by the way, I just want to say Triangle Strategy. Okay. Um, still a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> still not over. I I still agree with that. Thank you. <laughs> As you should. So, but uh, again, if you're waiting for a, if you're looking for a new, you know. RPG to carry you over until Xenoblade comes around. This will hopefully do that for you. So go 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 give it a chance at the very least. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. So what basically the reviews currently is right now saying it is generally positive. Like yeah. one, it is definitely that classic JRPG with just like how very fresh it was back in the time and maybe will keep that thing with the current modern era. Because if if you have played the demo, like yeah, all five characters, different stories, but different playstyles. Some actually have battles in it or, or even one character doesn't have battles at all apparently from uh, one reviewer so it's definitely a very experience which will will definitely be determining if you can enjoy this or not so but overall it seems very promising to say at least all right uh next up is a very interesting story and we have to say this clearly this is a potential uh it's only a rumor or a leak or however you want to call it but it is something very very interesting as Tyler has liked to know, no, Tyler, it's not about Daisy. Stay down. Um, it's about Advance Wars, one point, or sorry, one plus two reboot camp, which was supposed to come out earlier this year. Then, because of the war in Ukraine, it got delayed for various reasons, and we don't know when it's coming out. A Danish retail website, always the best source for information, uh, says that the game might be coming out February twenty third of next year. Which basically means it would be delayed technically well over a year, because remember, it was supposed to come out in December of 2021, but then it got delayed. And this would be interesting if that is the case, because that's a long delay, but it also kind of indicates that they're not willing to put this at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year or 2023. And they're willing to wait till February, late February, to bring it out when technically it's done. Like, it's done right now. They're just, they delayed the release date because of the war in Ukraine. So, again, we don't know if this is true. Again, it's from a Danish retail website, so make it that what you will. But uh, what, do you, what, do we, what do you guys think? Do you think they're going to wait until 2023 to release this game? 
I think that's probably the safest bet because right now this year is looking way too full right now, especially with after seeing Big Chronicles three and then Bayonetta and all that. So yeah, I if think they don't probably... release it next year, it's going to be like a random shadow drop, and that's not going to do it well. Right, right. I mean, here's I mean, you said you said I thought that it was more or less completed, but with this one extra year delay, maybe add like one more extra piece of content. I don't know. Here's hopefully add, add more during that time period, but who knows? Who knows? But here, but I assume that yes, it will be next year just to be on the safe side. So, again, we cannot, again, we cannot confirm that this is the release date or potential release date or even a release window, but it is out there. We'll just have to see. Okay. Next up, we have, uh, or was it? Oh, yeah. We are, this is this ties into something we talked about earlier. There are more Pokemon leaks going on right now, and some of them are not being shy about actually stating what they are. For example, one leak today, uh, I'll be a little vague on, a Gen 1 starter is allegedly getting a Gen 9 evolution because that ain't random. <laughs> that ain't random. And no, I don't count Mr. Mr. Mime, Mr. Rhyme from Galar. That was a regional variant. Um, but yes, apparently a Gen 1 Pokemon is going to get a evolution in the in Gen 9. Okay. And again, this is on top of all the rumored evolution leaks. I actually had to skip over a segment on X-Play because they were talking about them. I didn't want to have any information on that. But uh, if you are trying your hardest to make it to Gen 9 without any knowledge of the new Pokemon beyond what they show in the trailers, which is willingly revealed, or the evolutions, which will hopefully be willingly revealed. Um, you've been warned again. Like seriously, it's 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 happening. All right. Oh my gosh, it's happening. <laughs> I mean, I hope like someone got that reference. I hate the office, but even I know that meme. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, just all these Pokemon links that it seems to be the, the going on tradition of Pokemon now. Like, oh, new Pokemon links. We're going to new evolutions, or like we're going to the story, like. Uh, okay, if these leaks are true, then like just one fine, but at the same time, I want to be surprised, so yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'd rather be surprised too. Yeah, I mean, again, you're gonna see, you're gonna see something like that's again, like I just happened upon that article because I was on one of my regular websites that I go to for news, and like they didn't spoil what it was, but they spoiled who it was for, and that like, was like. Did we? Did I need to know that? No, I, I would have preferred to have been surprised. But you know, it happens. But I, if you want to go in like almost cold turkey, then you need to start preparing yourself, knowing like to block out the keywords on social media and whatnot, and just be very careful about what article titles you read. Okay, so <laughs> you've been warned. You've been warned. So, all right. And, okay, actually, that's it. So now we get to go to our main event of the evening, which is something we've lightly talked on before. Special editions. <laughs> yes. We have seen, in our lifetime, a lot of interesting special editions, from the good to the mediocre to the bad to we totally got conned. Um, there's a lot of them. So we're going to talk today about the ones we've liked, the ones we've hated, and what we feel makes a true special edition. And we're going to do it, of course, in an intent discussion.
All right, I'm going to go first on this one because I could honestly say I've only bought, I think, two or three special editions in my entire life. Um, and it's not, and part of it was because of, of money, I won't lie. But another part of it was because I just had no real interest, even though I really liked these games. The first one I ever bought was one I've talked about on the podcast before. That was uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword Anniversary Edition. <laughs> yeah, I got the... Uh, the the golden Wiimote, which was awesome. It was the Wiimote Wiimotion Plus, I should say. It was the golden Wiimotion right, Plus. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then I got the 25th anniversary uh, CD, w which was from the uh, orchestra that they were doing. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And it was that was really cool. And I I remember paying extra for it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so worth it. And I get it. It, it was, even though I, I I hate to say this because I'm gonna sound like Tyler or Will. I never played the dang CD. <laughs> <laughs> no worry, me neither. I kept it sealed. I kept I it sealed. I meant to, and I had the boombox to do it, but I just I never got around to it. I, I I was I played the game, beat the game. I I used that Wiimote Plus until I stopped using the Wii and all that, but I never listened to the orchestra soundtrack. I I, I just didn't. <laughs> Yeah, like the CDs itself, I mean, well, nice to hear it once you pop it in, but at the same time, you don't really need it. I mean, again, one, support the arts and all that, but yeah, C CD soundtracks was definitely a nice add-on, but not necessarily mandatory. So, yeah. but again, if you support uh, the, the art, like, uh, was it Country Kondo? I I, forgot, well, I think it was uh, him, but yeah, support support the musicians who made it. And of course, again, the, the Zelda Symphony Orchestra is just like one of the tops. I mean, I, I actually remember uh, going to their Wonder Show once and they are the best they are definitely one of the best in making that music so yeah for um skyward sword is it was definitely uh definitely an interesting time but definitely one of the great just because of that orchestral symphony yeah and then the second one that i bought was fire emblem fates and i bought the special edition for that one because that was the version that had all three editions and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. birthright conquest and revelations and it had this really epic box that had all three cover arts on it. And then there was a special art book and a special uh, 3DS case. Or no. Pouch. DS, pouch. No, pouch. Yeah, the pouch that they had. And I liked looking at it so much, I almost got into a car accident. Jeez, <laughs> oh, please, dude. No, seriously. What happened was it was late at night. They told me I could come and get it. I think I, I might have been working that day. It's, it's been so long, I don't remember. But it was night when I got it. I went to Best Buy. I got the order. I got it in my car. And the Best Buy was next to the busiest street in Champaign, Illinois. And it was like, I don't know, 6, 7 o'clock at night. It was late. And I get onto the street. I start driving. And then I look down to look at the box art because it's really cool. And then right when I look up, the car ahead of me like hit their brakes. And I slam on mine. And I missed them by, like, maybe a foot, maybe. Eesh. And needless to say, I kept my eyes on the road the rest of the way home. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You know. Like, I mean, granted, yes, one is Fire Emblem. It is a very pretty, pretty box, pretty. especially from Yusuke Kozaki. Yeah, pretty, pretty. <laughs> and again, from the art from Yusuke Kozaki, again, Fire Emblem fame. It's, it's, one, it's very pretty, definitely. But at the same time, you're, you're handling a mechanical vehicle. You think, I don't think any distraction, you should not be doing that. But I was like 20 years old. That doesn't make me an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. No, Technically. I, I was only 20, to be clear, but... Yeah, that like those are the only two I've ever gotten to my to my recollection, and the honest answer is that even though some of them do look like really really cool, 
and I'm like, oh, I would totally get that. Then I look at the price tag and I go, do I really need it though? Right, you know? right, right, right. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a notorious hoarder. That's just the way I, I'm programmed at, at points. But even like something is like, do I, would I really hoard that? Maybe, maybe. And you know, like, where would I put it? Would I be able to keep? Would I keep the box? You know, like all these questions, and it's just like, you know, I'll just, I'll just take the, uh, I'll, I'll just take the game and like just enjoy that, and then I do. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the question. So I mean, you, thankfully you're not seeing my room. My thing is just like have, have boxes everywhere, but yeah, like in, in relation to like I definitely bought a lot of collector edition in my day. Like what, as like with you with uh, Zion Fate, uh, we have even a uh, yeah Zion Chronicles X special edition, and including like um. Z yeah, pretty much the, most of the Xenoblade Chronicles special editions they're currently out there, including like uh, as well with Fades, especially the Breath of the Wild special edition, which including with the the replica Master Swords is like the, I know that thing is is highly valuable in the resellers market, but there are definitely some collector editions out there that is not definitely not worth it. Like in speaking in general of the game industry, like for example, I think like the Borderlands collector edition with the Clapchat RC robot, that thing was definitely not worth it. If anything <laughs> else, and and of course, like there are some other uh, collector editions, like I don't know, like the Handsome Jack of of uh, Borderlands, as well as like. I, I'm pretty sure there are like other like Batman art collector editions I'm pretty aware of, uh, including like the um, Uncharted uh, collector edition, which I bought the Uncharted for special collectors. Which again, nice figurine with Nathan Drake. That's all nice, but at the same time, as I said, do I have the space? Like, is am I gonna like res is only bu you're buying for the sake of reselling it or for displaying it? What all, all these different factors? Are, of course, if you have space, and per personally, like net like the collector edition back then. It definitely had some sort of value because one, you do get a figurine, art books, music CD. At least have like a music CD and art book. That's pretty much like the basis of a collector's edition. And like with like the recent Breath of the Wild a collector's edition, that that thing was like it is worth its win gold because one Master Sword and of course it's Legends of the Breath of the Wild. But now with like recent collector's editions, like yeah, everything's kind of figurine, everything. But like we talked about this a bit prior in Inspector Mode podcast, but basically like in the God of War, a special editions with the Collector's Edition and the Jotnar Edition, while it has like the all these nice things, the figurines, dices, uh, replica Mjolnir hammer, one, it does not have the physical CD game. That's and dumb. That is really dumb. It, it is like, at least with like the uh, collector edition prior we have like a, at least like, just one this is the basic game we have the, the game itself the cd switch case whatever uh game it comes in i have a collector's 10 which is nice but now with recent collector editions like well, yeah one collector edition i can argue for not to get is like they recently announced the monster hunter rice sunbreak collector edition that's only exclusive on gamestop which like like with um the God of War collector's edition, it only had the DLC code of it. Sure, you have like the the special uh collector's uh tin for switch case, but it's just for the tin case. It doesn't have the, the game cartridge itself, not the, no switch card. And plus, it's like selling at a hundred dollars, and you only get like the um, a pin, uh the the Mausino amiibo, which that's gonna come later on, which whenever that's gonna come. Only for a hundred dollars is not worth it, especially when the the base uh expansion pack is like is already at uh forty dollars and. $50 if you want to get the deluxe edition. 
So like going back, it's just like these collective decisions right now these days is just like, oh, like one is the such a quality. Is it worth the quality to spend that much, or is it just you just have to find it in full in space? Because unfortunately, I, I think uh, recent uh, collector edition these days that include uh, premium figurines ain't up to snuff. They're not as detailed like they were back then. Yeah, and honestly, even I think the figurines normally are not necessarily always worth it. Um, I do appreciate. I mean, I do appreciate it more when you have art books and soundtracks, especially when it's with games that have really good soundtracks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I remember my very first special edition, or I guess collector's edition I ever bought, was actually Final Fantasy 13 2. Oh, that one. Oh, man. And the weird thing is, I really love 13, and I know everyone hated it. But <laughs> one of the reasons why is because I love the music. I mean, no, so no 13 2 gave us a humongous soundtrack of not just the 13, but also 13 2's music. Yeah. And it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. one of like my favorite soundtracks in games. Yeah, Masashi Hamazu. Yeah, like I, I love Son of Scape. Uh, uh, it definitely had one of the great best music. It's just everything else. It was bleh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still enjoyed the games either way. But yeah, I will agree that there that criticism is fine with it because I know a lot of people aren't the happiest with the direction they took Final Fantasy. Right, right, right. But and I, I think thirteen can't... was like the start of that. <laughs> right, thirteen was definitely like the downgrade, and then like they kind of had something with uh, Lightning Returns. But again, the fact you made uh, thirteen a trilogy is just like <laughs> it didn't need to be a trilogy. Well, I guess for them, they didn't want to have Lightning just strike twice. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> I mean, the only thing that pretty much they had it right was with ten and ten too, which. I I enjoy Ten Two, so Ten like, Two was like even if I didn't really like the story as much in Ten Two, the gameplay and like all the like customization stuff of Ten Two was amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, like just really kind of interesting. Like yeah, even like with the collector's edition, like back then it was like still questionable. Like yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there was like even like on Square Enix stores, like when they were releasing all these special collector's editions. Like uh, for me. Um, I have bought a collector's edition from Square Enix stores, like uh, with a uh, uh, World of Final Fantasy, the collector's edition, which it like, comes in a pop up book. Which okay, <laughs> that was kind of nice, nice little detail. I, I enjoyed actually a uh, World of Final Fantasy. Like yes, it's yeah. TV versus Pokemon like, but it's actually ha a very good solid game. So yeah, World of Final Fantasy, definitely a, a good uh, game in my opinion. But yeah, and of course, like there's the when they were um, hyping up uh, Final Fantasy um, fit. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final. Fantasy. Oh, was it fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy 15. 15 had a big special edition. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it I had a got... giant special edition that yeah, came they with had like, a you big also get the season pass. Why are you making a season pass for this game? <laughs> yeah, we the just are. The collector's edition, like the for the ultimate fan, like have the Playards Kai, which like again, Playards Kai figuring if you know Square Enix, those things are yeah. very expensive but very good detailed. Uh, like yeah, the Final Fantasy 15 is like with the amazing art book and of course actually yeah. including the Kingsley movie. Like that thing was a hefty thing. That and... yes. Yeah, I, but actually, the Kingsley movie is actually cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, it's like, it definitely it was meant for a tragedy, but that's it. Didn't also topic. have like like something of that small 2D game that came with Final Fantasy 15 too. I can't remember what it was called though. I think that was also a mobile exclusively. I think I know that like the that I can't recall, but I know there's a lot like also had like a, a soundtrack as well. So there's that. Yeah. But of course, like naturally, the biggest recent one that I I argue. Pretty much is worth its price is the Final Fantasy VII Remake Collector's Edition, which has the Player's Kai um, uh, Cloud 
uh, Cloud with his uh, with the motor motorcycle, and of course, like all these things, the DLC, the um, uh, actually a lanyard of Final Fantasy VII remake, as well as the um, like collector tins, a CD, and all that. Like I, I argue that was pretty much the, the one of the last uh, collector edition that actually was actually worth it. But that's a good, that's a good segue into uh, ones that definitely weren't worth it, and I want to call it one that I didn't get, but I had it right. <sighs> Articles about it because of the controversy of it. Fallout seventy six. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now on the plus side, they had their Brotherhood of Steel helmet, which I heard was very, very good and very, very quality. But then they had this bag that was supposed to be like this Fallout bunker style canvas bag, and it was basically a cheap trash bag. Like, right, 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 right. It was it was a fake material. What well, they advertised was not what you got. It was flimsy. It ripped like nothing else and they actually had got, i think they got sued right 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 a lot of people didn't like it yeah yeah yeah. because <laughs> they said it was a canvas like a military canvas bag like nearly indestructible and it was basically a cheap plastic bag. <laughs> yeah it was not indestructible <laughs> yeah definitely not so like and, and again like that's just and, and fallout 76 was is a tragedy in, in and of itself obviously but I, I can't even imagine all the disappointment people would have had to get that game and yeah. then get all that stuff and then realize the stuff was crap yeah. and the game was crap. Yeah. Like, again, why, if you didn't want to put a real canvas bag in there, then don't advertise it. Don't right. say it's in there. All you needed was, if you were being honest, all you needed was the Brotherhood Steel Helmet, which I heard was really good. Like, people kill for that kind of stuff like yeah i'd love to have my own replica brotherhood of steel helmet and that's all you needed maybe throw it in an art book but no we said they said that hey we're gonna have this really cool fallout 76 canvas bag it's not canvas at all like right, right, right. why why would you do why would you do that why Mm -hmm. Right, right, and like, I, if I recall correctly, I think maybe it was the, the prior game because I also remember like the Pit Boy edition, which actually had a. Oh, uh, Pit Boy was good, yeah. Yeah, that thing was actually pretty decent. Uh, the fact you could put in your phone and simulate as the Pit Boy, which pretty much was nice. But uh, yeah, going back to '76, it's just like, like yeah, that those pr prior editions, like okay, the Pit Boy edition, not bad, not bad. That uh, had had something from the game, and as you said, like with '76, you had the Brotherhood of Steel helmet, which yeah, power, power suit armor, that was nice, or or bust any of that sort. But the fact that one, yeah, you lied in your advertising, it did not, you did not uh, gave what was what was advertised. It's like, yeah, definitely was was a uh, a moment in in bad collectors editions, right? What about you, Scott? Have you had any uh, or seen any bad collector's edition things? Well, I will mention, I don't know if it, I'd probably call it bad, but I think some people liked it, was the uh, Resident Evil 4 collector's edition on the GameCube oh. that came with that ridiculously cha weird chainsaw controller. I remember that. It was one. a cool-looking controller, but it was absolutely terrible. It was, like a chainsaw as a controller? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to play with that thing was garbage. Especially on a GameCube, also back in those days, this is like, yeah, I still remember, like, yeah, when that thing first came out, it's just like, okay, a chainsaw? I just remember walking into one store, like, a, a chainsaw GameCube controller, like, what? It's apparently worth a lot now, but I don't know why anyone would to spend any money on it now. Unless you're, like, a diehard Resident Evil fan, <laughs> fine, and, like, yeah, like, even with the, like, the, also, like, Resident Evil 8 collector's editions and all that, like, those things, like, 
okay, like uh, a, a replica house, like yeah, for, the for, for Resident Evil Seven, the replica house. Yeah, the whole like house of Resident Evil Seven that it takes place in. That is actually kind of cool, but also I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> right, right, right. So like, do you want to have like a replica house with a music, all that? Like, fine. I mean. Even with um with a uh, Resident Evil uh, Eight Collector's Edition, like the one thing they had was a uh, a replica of Chris. Like, okay, that was kind of nice, but one I think that we we all know what everyone would want is as a freaking statue of Lady Demetres. Oh, that would yeah, be so much more better. That would that would have that would have sold the collector's edition off all the shelves. <laughs> and yeah, like. And and even like I'm thinking now of all the collectors like um like the Soul Calibur editions special editions like of uh Sophie Sophia and I believe for Soul Calibur us five six, uh it, it was like okay basics and all that like Bandai like yeah now we just talk briefly on the company Bandai Namco's collector editions their ones has always been kind of iffy of recent lates like because I know they recently announced a JoJo uh, special editions for for their upcoming game and like the one they had like a Jolene uh figuring pen which okay unless you're a diehard JoJo fan fine but do you really need a a collector's figuring pen of Jolene I mean again unless you're a JoJo fan it's just like. It's definitely uh, interesting, and of course, like Bandai Namco, uh, like like with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember, like with uh, t- like the recent Tales games, uh, Tales of um, uh, what was the recent Tales game? Tales of Ar- Arise. Yeah, Arise. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like yeah, the Tales of Arise. I know a lot of people like had had some trouble trying to get that one, if I recall correctly, with the figurines and all that. So yeah, Bandai Namco definitely ha- has that history of having bad collector editions or just basically having a hard time collect getting people getting to them. like uh, like the recent case elden ring elden <laughs> ring everybody even our own boss was trying to get that get that thing and like yeah there was so much trouble with the site very uh, akin to nintendo and like nobody would try to get the the solution for elden ring especially with the lady malekia uh millennia figurine is just like that thing was is like going hard was so hot it pretty much crashed the site yeah so, so it, and it they just... did such a great job with the dot hack uh g recode one uh don't remind me i just recently <laughs> got my stuff but you again, finally the... got it <laughs> but the fact that i had to wait like a whole month and a half just to get my stuff just because of an order like come on the irony but... though is you might have actually gotten uh it better just because a lot of the people had their like disc cracked because of the game because of how the, tightly they wrapped the saran wrap around the game and the cd apparently it broke some of the soundtracks uh okay i still have it in my, in my sealed packaging but i need maybe need to open it up right now yeah that apparently happened because uh they tight they put it too tight without like anything to hold off like any of the uh, movement for the shipping containers so it was just like a mess okay i think i may need to break the seal now Jeez, thanks a lot scott uh, i had uh... to check mine because i haven't broken the seal off the game though <laughs> <laughs> But... Right, and now let's go into our final bit, which is if you for an upcoming game, for an upcoming game, if you could design a special edition for it that is both reasonable, but also something you'd actually totally get, what would it be? I'm gonna go first because I would pick Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and I would love like a Masters Collector's Edition or something like that. And in it, I'd love like a really cool detailed pokeball or maybe even a master ball since it's the master's collection 
and a decent sized statue of the two legendary Pokemon because that would really a help sell the game and be a something really special to this game in particular. And even though I, I'm sure if they were to do that, they probably want to just do a nice big bundle with the Switch. I like screw that. Just put both versions of the game in there: the, the Pokeball or Master Ball, and two nice statues of the legendaries. And I would probably buy that because then I have both games and I have some collectible items. So yay me! <laughs> actually cool to see like a like well i wouldn't say like a real master ball but something that's akin to a real one yeah obviously but i i've seen i've been on the comic-con circuit for a while and there are some people who make some really really quality pokeballs and i i've yet to get one for myself sadly but i i, I will eventually but if, if, it's if, if, on if, the bucket list <laughs> well it's just I, i'm always usually at my artist alley table and i can't really get away and then when i think about uh. it I don't have like my money on me or I don't want to buy something because it's the beginning of the day. And, you know, I, I've, I've created reasons for me not to buy them. But if this was it, especially if they went like really detailed, like, like how it feels and like really etching in the details, like usually a collector's edition would give you. Um, I feel this would be something really special and something that would definitely sell out for Pokemon fans because they would just absolutely want to have this. What about you, Scott? Do you have one that... Uh... Is it for a game that's going to be coming out yeah. or a game that I want to come out? <laughs> well, if, if we were going to do that, I'd do something for, like, Golden Sun or something. I don't know. But Heck no. yeah, no. <laughs> no, dude, for a game that we know is coming out. Alrighty. Um, honestly, I'd, rather, I'd like to see Digimon Survive have a collector's edition of having... A, not just, a, like, a Digimon figurine, but, like, a really extensive art book of, like, designs of all mm. the Digimon that like we're either just starters or like kind of like beginning concepts of the digimon just seeing like how it evolved kind of deal because i really like that kind of like behind the scenes stuff that goes mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so digimon also is one of the ones that i really like to see because i love a lot of their designs and also some of them just get really ridiculous really fast yeah 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 because from a normal dinosaur to a dinosaur with dragon wings with <laughs> To a full Metal force arms. knight. Yeah, it's a knight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gallatmon. Love him. He was great. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of just ones that I just wish I'd see. Like, what what was the design process to get from this stage to this stage? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Again, yeah. they definitely have that behind the scenes, like the the, the 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 designer notes of like, okay, we were talking about this. The first draft was this, and like, okay, in the end, we decided to go with this, and yeah. I, that's one thing I really do appreciate about like those art books. Like, yeah, not um just briefly, uh, like with the Persona Five Collector's Royal Edition and all that. Yeah, the art book. I just really love how just how much detail and just like one, it's art. It's literal art. Yeah. To see it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to see like uh well I would say variety, but I think it's really good to see stuff like when Persona does their art books and it's like really extensive, and then you have also other companies. I know, I'd say like Kingdom Hearts probably that their art book is like three pages long. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, is this yeah. really worth it? <laughs> this isn't right. really an art book. This is just a, here is the manual book. Right, right, right. Yeah, I actually remember the Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, collectors and was like, yeah. Was... I did get one, but that was just because it was a cheap collector's edition and because it's Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> right, 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 right. I remember. I remember. So I have the the like three page booklet. That's it's art book in quotes. Quote, quote. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Steel case was fine though. I haven't really used it because the normal case is fine enough as is. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. But I mean, I wish I would have got the PS, the Kingdom Hearts three PS four, but I, that was a little harder to find. 
So that's just what I would have. I want an extensive art book with like Digimon Survive. I'm not. I haven't heard too much of the soundtrack of Digimon Survive, so I don't know if I'd care about the music or not. I just want something like art book with maybe a figurine or two. Right. I mean, right, obviously, right. you'd have to have Agumon because <laughs> the OG main, <laughs> and he's still like the main, like all the other ones. Right. After all these years, right, right. Like it would be like if Ash, you know, gave Pikachu away to like a bunch of different ten-year-olds. That's Digimon, basically. Agumon just transfers away to different ten-year-olds into the <laughs> Digi world. Right, right, right. In a different universe in Pokemon, right? right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Digimon. My, I love both. I was never in the Pokemon versus Digimon rivalry because I'm like they're just yeah. Me neither. Like, <laughs> like they're they're totally different. They're totally different stories. If you really looked at like especially the earlier seasons of both, one was mature at times the other was like infinitely mature for its time literally. yeah like, sure, 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 sure. never forget that digimon season or digimon tamers one of the characters tried to kill themselves yeah like what was that and she's like 10 <laughs> like it's like no life's not worth let me go choke myself to death like oh what okay you i mean like, digimon yeah. also has the you know the fun thing of letting their protagonists actually grow older <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> that's a thing that could happen i know <laughs> are you here for my 10 year old ash rant for, for, for podcast back like, i don't remember i it was in pokemon journeys they basically reconfirmed in pokemon master journeys that ash is still 10 years old how <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been on his Pokemon adventure for like twenty years now. <laughs> exactly, and it's, again, as I noted in the podcast, this further, fully supports the conspiracy theory that Ash is actually in a Pokemon Center in a coma, and his mind because of the because of the Pikachu electrical attack that took out all the Spearow, uh, and he's actually imagining what his Pokemon journey could be like, and he doesn't grow older because it doesn't end because it's in his imagination. I gotta admit, though, if that is the case, his dreams are messed up because he never it takes him this long to become a Pokemon master. <laughs> well, 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 well that, that actually supports it because think of it: if he becomes a Pokemon master, the dream is over. Fair, fair. It's like he doesn't want to. <laughs> he doesn't want the dream to be over. Yeah, and then he, but then he wins the, then he wins the tournament, but then thinks of another way to continue his journey, <laughs> and that's why after all those seasons, he finally like does the world tour as it's known now. Yeah, and like, but like, it, that's sad that this show is almost unintentionally supporting a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like, that's how messed up it is. Because I, I know, I'm sure they know of this conspiracy theory because I'm sure they've heard it by now. But whether they want to admit it or not, they are unintentionally supporting this conspiracy theory by saying that Ash is still 10 years old. Yep. Like, that's <laughs> not right. Okay. <laughs> All right. And what we're we talking about, Kalina edition again? <laughs> yeah, screw that. Was the show. I'm, I'm, I'm mad about Ash being 10 years old still. Oh, wait, did you actually get to say one, Will? I can't remember. I did not. Okay, fine. Then reveal your one niche you would want. So, yeah, the, the kind of collection I want in Splatoon 3 is one, obviously, with the art book, just because, one, the art in Splatoon universe is just absolutely crazy. So, yeah, something in regards to that. And, of course, like, the music is, like, definitely one of the highlights. So, yeah, like, a collection of the Splatfest music, of Pearl Marina, of Cali Marie, all that I would definitely like. But also in regards to fi uh, figurine, like we've been getting a, like the, a good smell of figmas of Pearl Marina before, so I would definitely like to see like a good smell collaboration with a figurine on that. So yeah, a music c a CD, art book, and a figurine for Splatoon Three, or heck, even like I don't know the. Um, 
uh, Salmon Rush, or heck, even a uh, Judge, like Little Judd, would, would probably be a nice little addition, or Plush. That would probably be a, a nice addition to a, a Splatoon 3 collective edition. So, yeah, like, uh, one, like, I think pretty much everyone got it right. The art book is definitely at least a basic, and a Music City, a, a clear plus. But a figurine, it definitely is definitely, um, Depending, depending if it's of quality, like, but a uh, figuring it unless it's like a very good, like, good small, uh, good small company uh, quality, or just like really detailed, like, I don't like Dark Horse or that, that sort, then yeah, figuring is either uh, you can uh, leave or take it a bit, but yeah, yeah. Clear, we're talking about bigger, bigger than an amiibo, right? Right, right, it's gotta be like, we're gonna talk about like a it has to be an actual figurine, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, right, yeah. because uh, like again, back going to like if people have like a lady double dress figurine or like I don't know, uh, like there was uh, uh, like of course with our, our recent figurines with good smile, uh, good smile, like for you having Ike, I having Lynn, and like all, all these like premium figurines, like. If they have like add those kind of premium figurines to your collector's edition that actually is worth the detail, then by all means, that's definitely worth it. So because like there are definitely other crazier collector's editions, which I will I will not uh say it to spare our dear host, because there are actually crazier collector's editions <laughs> out there. So yeah, like <laughs> but yes, if they have like a premium figurine uh, art book and a CD, then by all means, that's definitely at least the basic for a collector's edition for three. So that's what I would like to know once anyway. All right. And with that, we are uh, ending this episode of the Nintendo Retain Podcast. Tyler, gosh, dang it. Where is he? We haven't had a poll in weeks. Months even. Yes. Yes. Is it's, it's like three shows now? Three, four shows? <laughs> we do polls sometimes. Okay, guys. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right, so uh, do let us know, though, what you have gotten that has been worthy of your time and money in terms of collector's editions. And if you have an idea for a collector's edition that uh, should come out for an upcoming title, do let us know that. And, of course, let us know what you think about uh, Live Alive. Are you going to get that when it comes out tomorrow? Are you excited for Xenoblade Chronicles after watching the overview trailer? Are you going to try and get some games from the Wii U and 3DS shop before it shuts down? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.